What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Peace. everybody welcome to the show i see things a little differently and we are doing extra show this week again because of the impromptu interview the surprise interview that was surprised to uh not just you but to me uh we will get into a little bit more of that later of how that came to be oh wasn't that fact? let's get into that right now um first of all i hope you like it i'm actually dropping these back to back so essentially you're gonna get the godfather interview and if you're subscribed which you should be it doesn't take anything but a click and appreciates appreciation for me. Also, give a five-star rating on this on Spotify. That would be really freaking awesome as well. Um, so essentially how it came up, how, how it came together was I met Godfather last year. So as a acquaintance of mine who owns a comic book shop here, here in Colorado, and he came to me one day, and they, and they dabble in wrestling action figures every now and then. He knows it's more of my gig, and, or my bag, excuse me. And... Um, he was like, hey, man, we're going to start selling more wrestling figures. Just we're going to get a bunch of them in, but little things here and there, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh, cool. And apparently, and I don't want to break their stuff, but they have this thing they're putting together and whatever. So um, anyways, um, what happened was he said, I'm holding this little con or whatever. It's like a mini little con or whatever for local artists and, and um and bring some people in and blah 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 he's like yeah just so you know coco will be where and the godfather will be there i was like the godfather that's freaking awesome so i actually bought i, I went online look for godfather action figure i've never actually owned a godfather action figure they had just dropped the comma action figure and i remember i saw it by i was not a big fan of comma you know um i was a, i was a bigger fan of papa shango but either way i've never actually had a charles wright action figure whether in any of his gimmicks and so what happened was, um, I went, I, I, I finally found one on eBay. Godfather action figures are highly, are really, really expensive. Actually, I think I got mine's uh, for like fifty bucks. But there was some that were like, I think that's the only reason I got it for that cheap is because I found one that wasn't buy right now. I found one that was um, bidding on, and I think no one was actually bidding on this this Godfather. And I saw that it was only like twenty minutes left in the uh, auction, and um, I was like, well, I'll just say 50 bucks is what it has and see if I get it. If I don't, then I won't have a Godfather action figure. So I ended up having a Godfather action figure, winning it. I was the only one that bid on it, I think. And um, the problem was it was going to be too late because Coco Beware was in town for two days. Godfather was only in town for one. So by the time the Godfather action figure came, I didn't have a sign. So I just went up there and uh, I did meet Coco Beware, took some pictures with him, got an autograph. He actually signed his... um, he actually had, uh, according to him, 
takes word for it. <laughs> uh, he had this picture of him and Owen when they were a tag team. Weren't they like high voltage or high energy or something? They had those horrendous outfits on. It was like blue and orange or something like that. He was like, um, he's hasn't printed anywhere. He said, he said he printed so many of them back in the day. He says he's down to his last like 10 or whatever. And then I bought the last one supposedly and he autographed it. Um, I, it wasn't again meeting someone. He's a hall of famer, Coco Beware or something now. I'm like, I, I never had the urge to meet him, but I was like, no, it's still cool to meet him. You know, why not? And he was super nice. Talked. He was talking for forever, dude. Like, like it was just one of those things where it's like at these smaller events, these guys are just, they're just so talkative, dude. They're so appreciative of the fans and, and their time in the industry. Like, Hunger Talk, man, I couldn't stop him from fucking talking. It was just freaking amazing, dude. And, and that's not saying anything as the new modern guys. Modern guys are probably just more burnt out because they're going through it right now. I'm pretty sure as they get older and they're at these meet and greets down, down the line, um, they'll do the same thing. But like Coco Bear was talking my ear off. It was just cool. And then I was like looking around. I was like, where's the Godfather? He's like, oh, he's somewhere, probably smoking some weed. I was like, okay, cool. So I walked around, wasn't really that big, came back, and he was right there, and I was like, oh, awesome, so I went to go, and I'm one of those people, I think I've said this before on the show, I don't actually like um, talking to celebrities, right, because I feel like you never know where the line is with them, and when I say that, I mean, essentially, like, um, some guys like to talk, some guys hate to talk, you know, and like, um... It's one of those situations where I don't want to talk the air off, and then they're like, man, just get this mother bleeper out of here. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Godfather's talking, too, and just, I told him how much I enjoyed his, um, because, as a matter of fact, his interview on the Broken Skull Sessions had just dropped, like, two weeks before, and I just watched it. I loved it. That was very engaging. And he was just talking my ear off, dude. And we took some pictures, whatever, whatever. And he ended up signing something for me, too. Well, anyways, um, it occurred to me, like, I don't want this to turn into an interview show, as I said before, but it would be cool to get some more wrestlers on here, just to talk about some stuff, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, that's kind of one of the genesis of who I, who I, who, who was a possibility for my show. My show doesn't do big numbers. It does like 10,000 listeners on, actually, no, we've grown. It's more like 14, I think, right now. We went from 10, we were 10 last year. I think we're at 14 now on the Monday show, and we've grown to like eight or 9,000 on the Wednesday show. Cause, and I will say it's the Wednesday show has definitely improved. Um, but my show is pretty small and intimate. It's still growing, obviously. I said, like, who's accessible? You know, who, who, who can I reach out to? And I just reached out to him. Say, hey, man, we met last year and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I know you don't remember because you meet millions of people. But I was like, hey, man, are you doing interviews for podcasts? And he was like, yeah, you know, sure, hell yeah. When, I said, like, when you have time. And, and sure enough, we did. Like, I reached out to him on a fucking Tuesday. And we did it on Thursday. And it was awesome um, talking to him. He gave me shit the entire time. Dude. Like, off air. But first of all, for those of you who are asking, yes. I, it was my first time using Zoom. I'm going to actually push the uh, video out to my YouTube. And I'll put it in the link. Um, I'll put a link in the, in the description. Um, it was my first time using Zoom and recording you know, the video. Like, the first time when I interviewed Selena De La Renta, I actually used Zoom on my iPad. I didn't use it on my laptop. And I should have. Because I was like, man, I thought you could record on Zoom. I don't think there's a recording function on the iPad. So I was like, fudge. And I was so lucky. It was funny because she was going to do a, a phone call with me. And she didn't send me her number. And I was like, nah, let's just do this, blah, blah, blah. Because it was cool. I already set the Zoom up. 
And so um, I couldn't find a way to record on Zoom. And I was like, it didn't occur to me to use my laptop. I just, for some reason, I just, I, I, I'm technology challenge people. You guys know this. Some of you guys know. Well, I ended up just recording it with my mic. And the good thing I did, if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had that interview, which is freaking bananas and crazy to say that. But I wouldn't have, right? So anyways, um, I so I didn't know that when you hit record, it's going to say start recording in recording. So I, that, that that's in the, the, the audio I didn't know though. So yes, that was by accident. Um, when you guys hear that, um, but he was giving me crap the entire time. So when you guys see the audio version, my screen is black because I couldn't figure out how to get my camera to work. I, once again, technology challenge. So first thing he said, I, I sent him the link. And the first thing he says to me, he says, "Hey, why is your screen black? Is you was a, is you an ugly motherfucker?" <laughs> I was like, why? Where, where, where I do this? I, I deserve all of it. So, anyways, um, great interview, great conversation on and off the camera, um, and he was. It was just great, you know. And I did have one slip up as an interviewer, right? So I pride myself on knowing stats, right? Because I, I, I just know a lot of useless wrestling information. Well, the RTC run, the right to censor run that Goodfather had, Godfather had, was so small. I actually liked the group. I really, I liked the talent in the group was amazing. Well, um, I actually liked it. But it was so funny because I was like, yeah, you've been, you, I, was, I was asking if he ever felt like he needed a championship. Because I felt like Godfather was one, was one of those characters that actually never needed a title. And when you guys hear the interview, you'll hear him agree with me and everything. So I said, you're a former two-time Intercontinental Champion, blah, blah, blah. He, he cuts me off and said, hey, man. I used to have, I had the tag tiles with Bull. Don't take my shit from me. I said, you sure? <laughs> it was so funny. I did. I, I realized, like, as I, after I did, I, like, I just asked this man if he's sure of his accolades in his professional career. Like, you're stupid, Ryan. You're stupid, Slogan Uncle. So, yeah, um, that was definitely a slip on my part. But, like I said, it was great. It felt natural. Um, like I said, he was giving me shit the whole time. Like, you would never know it. If I didn't tell you guys this behind some behind the scenes stuff, BTS stuff, but it was great. Like I said, we were talking for maybe ten minutes before we, we even went, went on air, so it was just great. I happy happy to have him on. It does give me the itch to try to bring some more people on, um, but we'll see. That's that's something that's just that just happened, you know. And I was coming because I was out of town, as you guys know. As I'm coming in town, I just this came to me, but I'm super happy we got him. Um, he he was more than gracious in doing it, and. Um, Man, you know, that's just freaking awesome. And some of his answers were just so amazing. You know, just so impressive. I, I just never heard those answers before. Like when I asked him what his favorite match was, he said, I don't have one. I have favorite matches I've worked with certain people. Like, like, hey, I work with Undertaker. That's my favorite match with Undertaker. Oh, I work with uh, Billy Gunn. That's my favorite match with Billy. Like, it was just, it was just very intriguing. So anyways, those are my final thoughts on the Godfather interview. I will push the video out to the feed. You guys will see the black screen, but you will see him talking I, I love it. You know, I love every bit of it. I love doing this for you guys. So I have no problem with it. So let's start today's show or the second part of the show, essentially, with um, let's start with WWE. The big news of the week was Shane McMahon sent home after the Royal Rumble debacle. Apparently, there were big plans in place for Shane McMahon. He this is the third year in a row he's been brought in only to produce the Royal Rumble, which I did not know that he was brought in the last three years to do the Royal Rumble. Um I am a big fan of the 2020 Rumble. I think uh, with Brock dominating most of it, and then 
us seeing Drew essentially have his moment in front of a, that was his WrestleMania moment because of the pandemic hitting three months later. There was no big crowd. Um, last year's was all, it wasn't bad. I, obviously, you guys know my love of Christian, so him coming back that made my night. Um, but my love of who won wasn't. You know, I just didn't care for it. But it just is what it is. But that's actually I didn't know that. And so apparently. He's been brought in, and people have always felt like apparently he's never made or had a wrestling, a great wrestling mind. And when he came in, here are the rumors, and do with this information what you guys will. Apparently he came in, and he wanted the Rumble to be put around him, based around him. Because supposedly, it was supposed to be either Shane versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, or Shane versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, which is fucking disgusting. Uh, with the Bobby Lashley things. T- Seth Rollins, I can see it because that reminds me of the match with him and AJ Styles. I can see that, right? Him and Bobby Lashley, why would Bobby ever sell or have to sell? It's like it's like when the, uh, Brock Lesnar refused to have a match with Shane McMahon. It's like, dude, no, no fucking way, dude. I just can't believe these plans. And anyways, it feels like Shane's the new Undertaker. He only comes back for a WrestleMania match. Um, so anyways, uh, apparently he buried... Jamie Noble and the other producers, and he took full control over it. And then Vince came in and changed a lot of different things. And um, apparently, at one point in time, Shane wanted to go in at 29, and Randy Orton was coming at 28. And Vince then switched. Vince switched that. He switched Shane to 28, Orton to 29. And apparently, like Randy Orton pulled his power card too and said, "Hey man, just so you know, I'm not coming out to your music at 20, 28. So you better go out at 28." Um. I don't know why he felt like he needed to have this kind of power and um, why everything had to be based around him. Um, that part to me is very confusing, mainly because I don't know where it comes from. Like, is it, does he just have a sense of entitlement of, hey, I'm a big star too? I draw, let's be real. Um, the year he first came back, and it was it was and it was a surprise, and he had the Undertaker. Like supposedly, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, I, I remember like ticket sales for that WrestleMania. That was the first WrestleMania in Dallas, I believe. Uh, that, that, that tickets for that WrestleMania went up in sales after he had the match with the Undertaker. I mean, after it was announced. So I'm not saying he's not a draw or anything, but I don't think after his last run with Shane and him being the heel and the best in the world, I don't think anyone's craving to hear or see Shane McMahon wrestle and do those punches. I personally don't see it. If you, got, if you guys do, that's fine. You're, you can be fans of whoever the hell you want to be fans of. I salute you. More power to you. I just don't see it. So anyways, um, apparently there were big plans and they were scrapped. And apparently the heat was so uh, mag- uh, so just uh, amazing that he was sent home. They say released. He was not released. He's sent home. If he's released, that means he's fired. I don't see Vince firing his son. Um, so I see him just sending him home. And plans have been scrapped. And that's good. And now we know that Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley are safe to have an actual fucking match with somebody worth the time. But to me, I guess my final thoughts on this or my only true thoughts on it are, one, the Rumble, in my opinion, was going to be boring no matter what. Like, even with Shane making air quotes i'm doing air quotes you can't see him doing air quotes about him there was nothing about that rumble that excited me at all 
like even the women's rumble if, if you even if you're not a fan of alicia fox or a fan of mickey james or whatever those were some cool moments seeing mickey james come out to her uh impact music with her impact knockouts women's championship it's like yo i'm calling i'm being in a knockouts women's title um that was fucking cool to see her get the pop she got to see uh who else who's got a good pop uh, I can't remember who else got good. It was, it was several people. But, like, to me, the only surprises, I think, in the Rumble were Shane and Brock, right? In the men's, um, I, I can't watch it again. It, I, 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 I can't say I was bored, but I wasn't entertained either. It was, like, right in the middle where it's kind of like, okay, it didn't uh, uh, offend me, but it's not good enough for me to spend another hour of my life being like, oh, I know what's happening. I'm still going to watch it. You know, because some parts in that rumble were kind of confusing, like Mad Cat Moss tossing out AJ Styles, like um, Drew McIntyre continuing his feud with Corbin and, Ma- and Mad Cat Moss. Like, I just don't think I care enough about a lot of these things that are happening. Usually, you have some intriguing stuff. You have Kofi who botched his uh, normal spot. You have Shane McMahon eliminating Kevin Owens. Like, these are things I just don't care about. But um, I had heard someone say, and quote, I'm quoting another podcaster here, Saw Monster, uh, so go check his podcast out. Um, he had said, I heard his review of the Brandy Rhodes, Dan Lambert segment and how he didn't like, no one liked it. Uh, apparently. I mean, I, <laughs> um, I watched it. Um, the Rhodes are just not liked right now. And, and the point of all this is Saw Monster said something to the effect of, hey, does, does this need to fit her ego or something to that effect, right? Go check her show. You'll listen to it. And I thought to myself, I just think they really want Brandy to do something. I think Brandy wants to. I think Brandy truly wants to be an entertainer. She wants to be entertaining. She wants to be a good wrestler. I think she wants to do it. I do. I see her kind of like how I see Brie Bella. I just don't think they're going to be good. Honestly. Bree's not good. She's how she's not good. Nikki improved a lot. But I just don't think Brandy's going to improve. And I hate saying that. I really do. I don't want to anyone to ever be like, yo, you're not going to improve. I, I just don't see it, you know? And a lot of times these things do feel force-fed. Um, but that's how I feel about this. I feel like Shane is being force-fed to us a lot of times. And does this music get a pop from people? Sure, you know. But then they see the match and they always regret it. <laughs> so, so, like, I, 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 I don't get it, you know. Um, that's just my opinion on it. Like, it's I just had a situation, a, a personal situation, not my own, but I, I, I'm surrounded by it. And... Um, yeah, and I and I told him, hey man, take take some take some mental time off. You know, he's going through a lot, or whatever. And I think that's a, this is just what just needs to happen. It just needs to be some time taken alone. And um, yeah, it's just the force feeding doesn't need to happen. Like Shane doesn't have to have a WrestleMania match now. If they continue to keep WrestleMania two nights, then, you, then probably so. But I'm sorry, he's like 50 years old, wherever Shane is, and legitimately, I just don't think he care i don't think anyone cares to see him have have to have his wrestlemania match he's not the undertaker you know so that's all the thoughts i have on it i don't want to spend, I don't want to spend too much time on it. but yeah when i saw that the potential matches 
I only saw the last three one in one report, and I think I think that's from Wade Keller. But the one from about well, Seth I saw all over the place. So that one must have been the one they were leaning towards. But either way, that is fucking bullshit either way. So let's hit SmackDown. Goldberg makes his return for his final match of this current contract. And he has, of course, a world championship match. If you've noticed, almost every match he's been involved in in, in his entire contract, this time with WWE, has been championship matches with the exception of the one Saudi Arabia match, which is ironic. I think he's like... Only won two of his contracted matches. He beat Bray Wyatt. Now, once again, we see, remember you have to remember he signed two contracts. His first contract was only for like six months. And that was for the the, 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 the matches with Brock Lesnar. Then he won, beat the uh, Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship. Think about crazy. I just thought about this. He's a two-time Universal Champion. I just wanted to leave that there. Anyway, so... I don't know how this works, how he comes in and just gets a championship match. I get it. This is the match that was supposed to happen two years ago. This is the match that Vince McMahon wants. So bad. So, so bad. Spear versus Spear. Georgia versus whatever. No one cares about. Um, I don't know if this match is going to be good. It should be a, a nice five-minute payday for Roman Reigns. And there's no god-awful way. That Roman Reigns is losing this match or this championship, but um, and obviously Goldberg's gonna sign a new contract, but they need to find something else to do with him because just throwing him in championship match after championship match, it's not, it's not even old. It's stupid and it's not worth. I, like I have no interest in the match at all. I don't care if it's the first time ever meeting. I get it. It's another body defeat to Roman Reigns before he goes to his champion versus champion match, which we're gonna get to that later on. Trust me. Um, or <laughs> probably for, probably right now. Um. So, uh, and I get it. WWE is never going to do a ranking system because they can't keep control of their own stuff. But holy crap on a cracker, Batman. This is just annoying at this point. Truly annoying. Yeah, I get it. You can say I'm not slow chemical. You're never really a Goldberg fan. Yeah, but damn, dog. Like, does he need how many championship matches? How many bites at the apple does he get? The apple's already been bitten off and gone. It's rotten now, dog. The core is rotten. Like, I, I just don't, I just don't get it, you know, I'm, but I'm not looking forward to it. So anyways, to what we were just talking about seconds ago, Vince McMahon is leaning towards title for title WrestleMania, not a unification. And if you notice what Paul Heyman said in his promo, because he, he understood that uh, he, he explained his actions and he said that um, he, he, the biggest regret of his career is saying how he told Roman Reigns he was protecting him from Brock Lesnar when he realized after Rain smashed Brock. He said, I have to protect Brock from Roman. And he tried to keep them apart. He had gotten Brock inserted into the WWE Championship match at day one, hoping that Brock would stay away. But Brock just was so obsessed with Roman Reigns. And so then he saw in that moment, after Rain smashed Brock with the spear, he saw the hand of forgiveness. He saw the hand of the tribal chief. And that's why he handed him the WWE Championship to nail Brock with and cost him with it. And he said there will be no title for title match. He's never, no one's using unification and he should not use unification. And maybe this is their way. I'm pretty sure I'm giving more thought to this than they already have. Maybe this is their way of making Roman Reigns the actual fucking man. I don't see a benefit of having Brock win both belts, right? Because now you're going to... This is clear. Bobby Lashley's a transitional champion. He's going to lose at Elimination Chamber, which honestly annoys me. Um, 
However, if you're going to put this both belts on Roman Reigns, now where do you go from there? Do you have Roman just then say this is because look how look look how Roman looked at the WWE Championship after he nailed Brock with it. Just look at the clip. He looks at the belt and he smiles. He laughs and throws it down. He doesn't have respect for the WWE Championship. He knows the Universal Championship is the number one championship. So it's kind of sitting there. It's kind of like, what would he even do with it? For Brock Lesnar, it's to say, hey, I took this from Roman Reigns. I ended his reign, right? But even then, what what do you do then? You're not gonna have Brock lose two matches in a row. You just they they're just not right. So what do you do? I think the only thing you can do when they do this match is have Roman Reigns win. And what honestly what he can do is then run both shows for a while before he finally says, I don't want this belt. This thing is a play thing. And he throws it down. And then you have to have Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville have to then do a tournament or some sorts to have a new WWE champion, which I still don't think is a good thing because you shouldn't be doing that with your championships. But there's no other way to get out of this now. If Vince is leaning towards this, Vince has booked it already. Night 2, WrestleMania, Dallas, Texas. We're seeing Brock Lesnar versus the WWE Champion versus the Universal Champion. I think for the first time ever in a, unif- in a, in a title for title match, excuse me. And so, as you guys all know, I was not looking forward to this already. I hate it even more. And honestly, I may watch WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania, but I'm not necessarily like looking forward to it. And then I, then I heard that there's a rumor going around that they're going to do NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver as a matinee before night one of WrestleMania. That's going to be eight hours of wrestling wrestling right there. That's eight hours of fucking wrestling. I'm not watching that much fucking wrestling. Fuck that. And fuck you if you think I'm doing that. Um, I did want to touch on this really fast. One reporter debunked the WrestleVotes report that WWE has no plans for the WWE title at Mania. And apparently one reporter came out and said, no, that's not true. They have a bunch of plans for it. It sounds like they had no plans for it. It sounds like, and I understand WrestleVotes is right all the time because we still don't know who this person is. Man, woman, child, dog, cat, whatever, alien from our space, uh, COVID variant, whatever the fuck, right? So, like, we don't know. But, like, to me, this seems like they had no plans for the WWE Championship. Once Reigns went down with COVID, they had to scrap those original plans. Because it sounds like Seth Rollins was going into WrestleMania as the WWE Champion. And then it sounds like, honestly, here's, here's, here's what I piece together from what it sounds feels like. feels like Seth was going to win the WWE Championship at day one. Riddle was going to then win the Royal Rumble match. Seth Rollins would then lose the WWE Championship to Randy Orton in the Elimination Chamber match. A healed, freshly healed Randy Orton. And then it would be Riddle, Orton, WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. That's what it sounded like. Then once day one happened, they scrapped all plans. Because that makes sense. Just scrap everything because of one situation, right? So... It sounds like they had no plans. So I don't believe this because it feels like this is no matter what, they were always leaning towards Brock and Reigns. And now they're just taking the WWE Championship for reasons. And that's it. So I don't I don't fucking know. But anyways, moving on. Other news and notes, Santino Morella's daughter has signed with WWE according to Santino Morella. The other big news that I didn't get to, and this happened when I was out of town, WWE has gotten into business with Disney. They apparently have the WWE Network on a version of Disney Plus out of the country. I forgot which country it's in. Um, but apparently Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, listen to me, Nick Khan has set this up. This is a huge deal here. Like, I can see Disney acquiring them. You, you, think about this. I believe Didn't they buy 
Marvel for $1 billion. And I believe, no, they bought Marvel for $4 billion. And they literally made all that money back before Endgame. But Endgame alone was $2 billion, $2.5 billion. So they got their investment back pretty well, I guess. Um, I think they also bought Lucasfilms for like $3 billion. And they got that back from three Star Wars films. I can... I don't know how their content will change, if it will change, if it won't change. But that, for all you people who think WWE will be better when Vince dies, I have never been under that impression. And now that Triple H is officially phased out of everything, I just don't see... WWE will be around for many years. I'm pretty sure by the time I pass away, I don't know, 100 years from now, because they're going to keep us alive for that long, because reasons um i truly believe it's still gonna be around i don't think it's gonna be for me eventually i do think i like i, I that that comment i just made i would have never thought of even a year ago but i truly believe wb will get to the point with, with myself where it won't be watchable for me i truly believe that um and i don't know if and if disney were to ever buy it i don't think wwe would be the place to be and i don't see AEW going anywhere I just don't like they like if you look at AEW the thing that they have. I think TNA always had it too. I think TNA had pillars like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Frankie, uh, not Frankie, Frankie's there, um, Christopher Daniels. Like the X Division was the pillars, right? I think once they started bringing in WWE guys, they kind of lost. They they lost their way. And to me, the pinnacle. I've said this on the show before. The pinnacle was when Samoa Joe fought and beat. Angle. We're seeing that, but with AEW so much sooner. We see MJF defeat CM Punk. We see Hangman Adam Page defeating uh, Brian Danielson. We see Moxley losing to, to uh, Kenny Omega. We're seeing these things so much sooner and so much more advanced and without as much controversy as TNA. AKA Impact has had. Um, I do think, though, that it's going to be a sad day when they sell. Because I don't see it, the grass being greener. So, that's big news. Killer Cross, Athena, AKA Ember Moon, Keith Lee, and others are free agents now. I would have to imagine. There's supposed to be a bunch of announcements and things going on this upcoming week. If I'm AEW and I have signed Keith Lee, don't know if they have or not, I'm waiting to revolution. I don't know where I would plug him in right now. But I would. Can you imagine a match between Keith Lee and fucking Powerhouse Hobbs? Oh my God! I don't know where you plug him in at, but I would wait till Revolution. But anyways, just for those of you who forgot, Finn Balor did an interview that was very interesting a couple weeks ago. He said instead of him, when his time was coming up at his second NXT run, which was amazing run, um, he said he wanted to stay heel, um, even though he technically was turned face because of he had wrestled everybody, and because he was doing such great work. Um, he, the fans just turned him face. He said he wanted to remain heel. And when they said, hey, let's go back to the main roster. We need you on SmackDown, which is funny because he's on Raw now. Neither here nor there. Um, he, he pitched the idea of going to NXT UK. And I thought about that. I said, man, that would have been dope, right? Because we never got that Walter Finn Balor match. And I thought about it. Man, he's probably making so much money. Let's say he's making $800,000, $900,000. That's a lot of money to be putting on NXT UK. 
I, I don't know how many people watch it in the UK. I usually only watch it for championship matches. Um, they're usually great championship matches. But I don't know how many people actually watch it in, in order to pay a guy that kind of money to go on that show. You know, I just don't see it. But that's an amazing idea, though. New Japan notes. Juice Robinson is set to be a free agent soon. I can't imagine him being anywhere else but New Japan. I just think they'll give him the freedom he wants. And now that, now that New Japan is coming back to the States, because John Moxley now said he's going to be in the show at Chicago in April in New Japan, I, I, I couldn't imagine him being anywhere else. Like, he tried at WWE. They didn't want him. You know, they may want him now, but I don't think he's... I don't think you go from having the freedom you have to having no freedom and then being like, well, I want to go be measurable. I just don't see that. You know, that's just, that's just me. ROH, the first inductees of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. I thought for sure it would be Samoa Joe Knight is free and, and clear. But it's uh, a team that's never left, and that is the Briscoes. They've literally done everything possible in ROH. Tag Team Championships. I believe both of them are former World Heavyweight Champions as well. They've literally done everything you can do. Congratulations to them. Their careers are far from over. I'm I'm thinking that um, they're going to have their first match with FTR uh, at the Ring of Honor show when they re-debut. I have to think so. So um, looking forward to that match. AEW notes. Then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Um MJF defeats CM Punk in Chicago, and technically the visual is he beat CM Punk twice. He got caught the first time cheating. The second time he cheated, he did not get caught. Uh, in many ways, it was a coronation of um, sorts. And I think it's a concession. Con- um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I was going to say a concession, but that's not the right word I'm looking for. I think it's an overall consensus. That's the word I'm looking for. That... MJF is your next AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I think it happens at Double or Nothing in Vegas. Um, he ends Hangman's reign. And it's just this is clear this is the only way this can go. You know, this is the only way this can go. And I heard people say that, well, I don't know how much that match mattered. CM Punk's going to get his match back at Revolution as went back. I think that that's cool because here's how I see it. I think you have the match... Punk somehow wins, right? And I think the third deciding match between the two will be when Steam Punk takes the AEW World Heavyweight Championship from MGF later this year. I, that's what I think will happen. That's why I'm calling I'm calling it right now. But either way, MGF had to win. He won in Chicago. And um, it is definitely the biggest win of his career, for sure. Um, but now he has wins over Jericho and Punk. And... His stock is only rising. Brian Danielson, he had cut a great promo. He pitched to John Moxley that they build a faction together. Brian Danielson has been very open about people he's wanted to work with, even before his contract. I want to say even in 2020 when he would say things, and that's what well, was it? Was it, 20, it was 2020, and even into 2021, he was very open about a lot of things that. Um, he wants to do like the people he wanted to wrestle, like Grand Metalik, Daniel Garcia. Like, first of all, hit the match between him and Mox is gonna have a revolution, it's gonna be awesome. But I can see Brian Daniels, I think for the first time in his career, actually have a faction. Cause I would have to imagine the Aaron Circle is gonna break up now. Aaron Circle have been together since Dynamite Night One, the first episode of Dynamite. And it's time for them to go their own ways. Sammy's already kind of going his own way. Um, Santana Ortiz, you can see them kind of ready to branch out on their own. They need to be in a tag team division when those tag team championships more sooner than later. 
But I could, I could see Brian Danielson having a dope faction. Will Moxie be a part of it? I don't know. But I think this match will be freaking awesome at a revolution. So that's going to be fun to watch. The big news of AEW's week was not even AEW news. Uh, Brian Kendrick, who had just gotten thrown down a staircase uh, in the middle of December by Joe Gacy on NXT 2.0, was asked for his release. And he got it. Same way this guy's way I got it. Well, I didn't know any of this until like people started telling me how much of a conspiracy theorist that Brian Kendrick is and stuff. Like, I don't, I really just allow myself to go back on Twitter. I don't follow that many people. I'm actually going to like sit down prior today. I have some time to do it and like follow some few people and just like watch it. But I'm also not on my phone like that. Like literally when I'm when I'm doing stuff, my phone is like nowhere near me. So like a lot of times I go constantly to go back and like look at my phone and like catch up with the messages and everything I'm doing. But apparently he has a conspiracy theorist. He was making anti-Semitic comments and these are the things he these are things that he said like ten years ago. Why are they resurfacing now? Hashtag Petty Baker. Um, they're still uh, really disrespectful when I've seen crazy comments. But um, they resurfaced right as he's about to make his AEW debut. So Tony Khan had no choice an hour before the show starts to pull him. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm like, wow, that's weird. No, you did Will is there. I'm like, that's not what I expected. And then that hurt about later on. Um, he did apologize, Brian Kendrick. He had to. I mean, the only way he's going to work again is if he apologizes. Um, I will say this. Comments are wrong. They're ignorant. He's going to work again. He's not going to be canceled. Um, but clearly someone had this out for him because these comments were around for 10 years. I saw one of the videos he was saying. You know, it literally said 10 years ago. So I don't know what brought us on now, but kind of have, have to watch what you say because the internet never forgets. So just so, just so you guys know. Rampage. I actually got to watch my first Rampage in over like three or four months. It's It's been crazy. I haven't been able to watch it. I, it was, this one was worth it. Um Cole defeated uh, Evil Uno. No, no one cares about that. But um, Mar- Mar- uh, Martinez, uh, Mercedes Martinez uh, nailed Thunder Rosa with a pipe. Another, the second DQ in AEW history. That's freaking crazy to me. Um, but it was revealed later on that she was paid off by Britt Baker to end Thunder Rosa. And it looks like this is where we're heading. Britt Baker's run with the AEW Women's Championship is going to come to end at the hands of of Thunder Rosa, but she's got to get through the gauntlet first. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Sammy Guevara defeated Isaiah Cassidy. I still have a question for her. Why is he walking around still with two TNT titles? Why? I don't get that. So um, that was confusing. And last but not least, we had a great match between Ricky Starks and Jay Lethal. Fantastic match. Of course they had a fantastic match. I really hope they use Jay Lethal more on TV. I would definitely tune in for more Jay Lethal, even if it's on Rampage. So... Anyways, that is your show. No, actually, let's hit one more thing. There's a fight at a meet and greet at GCW between Psycho Clown and fucking Dr. Wagner Jr. Doesn't matter if it was part of the show or not. Don't give a shit. These things need to happen more often at meet and greets. Puppies need to be thrown. Kids need to be thrown. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that happen at my next meet and greet. So anyways, that is your show for this week. I just had to end it off that. We're really pretty patient. Hope you guys enjoyed the Godfather interview. Check it out if you haven't. Um... This will be part episode. This will be part two. It won't be a separate episode. It'll be just part two of the episode. Um, hope you guys enjoy the content. Once again, give me a five-star rating on Spotify. And like this stuff and subscribe. I am The Soul Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. I am out.